Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Amy is here today to see you for the complaint of breast pain, and she's worried. Her pain has been in her right breast, sometimes in one area, but once in a while it seems more spread out. She cannot remember when she first noticed it, but she thinks it's been at least six months. She's a 38-year-old female who has been in good health and has no known risk factors for breast cancer, has no history of trauma or injury to this area, and she's worried. Hi, this is Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Joining me today to discuss breast pain and how to evaluate it is Jill Terrian, Associate Professor in the Graduate School of Nursing and Director of the Nurse Practitioner Program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Hi, Jill. Hi, Frank. So breast pain is pretty common. Can you tell us how common it is? It is very common. Um, anywhere from 52 to 67 percent of the female population experiences breast pain. And the breast pain can really affect quality of life. Um, and then even in women less than age of 35, they're going to end up with probably having some imaging, three times more likely than an older cohort. Wow. So. Breast pain is extremely common. More than half the women experience it in their lifetime, according to your data. Um, what do we know about imaging and breast pain? So um, I'm going to actually, I found a study that looked at an imaging center that collected data over a year, um, specifically for women that were referred for imaging because of breast pain. Uh, they did exclude people that had any sort of breast cancer history or any nipple or skin findings that, you know, of concern, and also lactating women were not included in this study. And what they did is they looked at who they were, what type of imaging they had, um, and basically, you know, what the outcome being, was there a significant finding from any of the imaging that they used. And what, what did they find? Well, what they found is, is that, um, over 95% of the people under the age of 40 had absolutely no findings. Uh, people over the age of 40, and then if you even got higher in age, like there was one cancer that was found in a woman, and she was 70. But the interesting piece of that was her breast pain was in the opposite breast where they found the actual cancer. So the imaging itself found the cancer but didn't necessarily address her, her breast pain? Correct. Oh, wow. So. Uh, it sounds like um, this was a fairly large study, and most of these women, 95%, had nothing, had no positive findings on exam, and of those who had positive findings, very few sounded serious. Is that right? That is correct. Wow. Um, so tell us a little bit more about breast pain. How does it differ between 40, uh, under 40 versus over 40? Sure. So, well, just a little bit about, you know, um, some information I looked at, the statistics that most women that experience breast pain, it, the median age of onset is around the age of 36. Um, the average duration of pain um, is about five years mm -hmm. in, in the study that I looked at, um, and all the way up to 12 years. Um, in this particular study that is uh, 
attached to this episode, uh, the age range was quite extensive. Age 13, which is really young, young. up to the age of 92. Wow. So we've got the really young and the really old. But the median age um, was between the ages of 43 and 44 mm -hmm. is what it worked out to. So what we know about breast pain, it is a significant problem in our population. Um, and then as a primary care provider, that it's going to be a pretty common thing that we see in the population that visits us. Um, I, I understand there's two different types of breast pain. Those that's there, the pain that's there all the time versus the pain that seems to come and go. Yes. And so cyclic versus non-cyclic. And when I think about cyclic pain, I think what could be driving that? Is it uh, hormones? Is it uh, a substance um, such as caffeine? Um, or is it, you know, is it something else? I'm a big believer in, in diaries, uh, whether it be for headaches or any sort of, um, you know, a, especially a complaint of pain that's ongoing. Is there anything that happens around the time of the pain anything that's ingested, anything going on in the body. So I really am a proponent for my patients to keep track of when the pain happens and, you know, and what are the qualities about it. Okay, so we know that breast pain is really common. There seems to be two types. Um, how would you recommend we work up breast pain in our office? Should we get imaging on everyone? Should we do any blood tests? What do you think? Well, does imaging make you feel better? Well, it probably makes you feel like you're less likely to be sued. And that is a problem, right? Yes. So I think we have to look at how to how do we, you know, how do we address the breast pain symptoms without going overboard? And that is quite a tightrope to walk sometimes, because um, I think we can all tell a story about maybe one of our colleagues that maybe should have but didn't, and so on. So without getting into that, let's look at Amy, right? Right. So she's here with the breast pain. So first of all, I want a detailed history. I want her family history um, and to look for anything that makes her look, you know, we say in the, in the um, we say in her story at the beginning of this episode that she doesn't have any breast cancer risk factors. So in not Amy, in your patient with breast pain, you are looking for any breast cancer history, whether it be in her, um, the mom's side, the dad's side, siblings. Um, and if anybody has had any genetic predisposition to it, I'm specifically talking about BRCA expression. Um, so um, looking for that. Other risk factors, is your patient overweight? Do they have um, diabetes? Um, are they a smoker um, or tobacco use, period? Um, any of those types of risk factors. So you want to know that. You want to know the type of pain. So again, I talked about the diary, how long they had it, when is it happening, what, what menstrual what menstrual life are they in right now, okay? Are they perimenopausal? It can be a very difficult time. So, um, and also I wanna do um, a clinical breast exam on, on my patient, and can I reproduce the pain? Can I pinpoint the pain here in the office? Can I feel anything? Um, and so that's, all of that has gotta be taken into consideration before you decide, is imaging warranted? And what is imaging gonna tell me? I think that's a great point, you know, as she's 38, uh, a mammogram is probably going to be fairly non-diagnostic. So what imaging would you get with Amy? Well, possibly if I'm convinced by a clinical breast exam that I've got something there or, you know, something concerning, it's very, very um, clear to me, I might consider using an ultrasound mm -hmm. as a diagnostic tool. Okay, great. Um, anything else we need to talk to Amy about? She's clearly upset. Uh, she's worried sick that this is something serious. H how would you address that with her? Well, I'd want to find out directly what are her fears. 
you know, has something happened to a coworker or a friend? Because sometimes, you know, you get people that get scared. They hear stories about their family or friends, and then, you know, they seem to have a symptom that's concerning. And, you know, so first of all, I want to know what's making her so worried. So need to unpack that a little bit. Um, but then I think I could clearly, with a negative clinical breast exam, probably uh, reassure her that in her age group there is less than a 0.1% incidence of breast cancer. I think that sounds very wise. And uh, preventing her from getting unnecessary tests decreases the risk of false positives and chasing your tail and, and possibly doing a harm with a biopsy when when there's clearly not going to be much benefit. Jill, this is great. Uh, I appreciate Amy's case and the paper that demonstrated the, the real limits to what uh, imaging can tell us. Thanks again. Thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Imaging for breast pain can be costly. Consider reassurance as an option with your patients under the age of 40 who experience breast pain and have con no concerning risk factors and no abnormality on exam. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the Resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME-accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. Thank you again for listening.